0: Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him.
1: Hi, I'm James, my pronouns are they and them.
2: Hi, I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. Uh, Hi, I'm Rob and my pronouns are he and him.
3: I'm Alistair and my pronouns are he and him. Right,
0: and we have plenty to talk about. Uh, This is yet another episode in which Rob was given some kind of free reign to go and find a thing and he came back with something horrible full on cat bringing back dead animals energy
2: <laughs> yeah and much like a cat with a dead bird in its mouth I'm looking at you saying you approve of this don't you don't you
0: <laughs> uh, yeah but we'll get to that in a little bit Um, first off let's cover some some little shorter stories uh, I think James you you're to start you have something here that is, yeah
1: so, uh, so pertinent Pertinent to my and others who listen to this podcast's interest. Um, the Council of Europe's been up to some fun stuff. Uh, the Council of Europe is currently <laughs> I'm working... I'm pretty sure the Council of Europe is like an abstruse thing that is only of interest to me, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've, they've done something that inadvertently is quite funny. Basically, right, what they have done on the surface level is they've been putting together a motion. Um, they've voted to adopt a report on rising anti-LGBT abuse and sentiments around europe right and beyond also including for example britain right Mm -hmm. and um in this report right it specifically calls out a block of countries that it says have launched virulent attacks against lgbt plus citizens for years keyword like the countries have launched virulent attacks right hungary Mm -hmm. poland Mm -hmm. the russian federation Mm -hmm. turkey Mm -hmm. and the united kingdom Excellent. number
3: one baby let's oh! go yeah
1: right so <laughs> you can almost picture that as being in reverse order obviously you would expect that the observers from britain who are in the room as this report is getting debated whether to accept it or not are proposing their motions on whether to remove certain parts of the report or not because this is a thing you're allowed to do apparently did they want to remove all the parts that said we were bad basically yes <laughs> Um, the report also had stuff on how gender critical views are a challenge to democracy and basically how turfs can get in the sea, um except in very polite language, right? Yeah, it was it was it was a pretty big deal and so the UK tried to get themselves essentially taken out of it. The EU is very much pro
3: throwing people into the sea, it my recollection. For it. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, all right time for of... a bit
2: of time for a bit of eu pedantry the council of europe is not the same as the european council they are in fact not of the same organizational structures merely inc- coincidentally named close to each other they are not the same thing indeed the one precedes the other this has been your brief update on
0: european pedantry hello goodbye did it it they do all enjoy throwing people in the sea. yeah they do yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, but that's more European <laughs> cultural things, what Rob is saying. is not so much a specific to the U- European Union. Long after the European Union has ironically sunk into the sea, there will still be <laughs> Europeans throwing people in the sea, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, obviously, this is no surprise to us, uh, living on this cursed normal island, understanding that, yeah, anti-trans stuff has been, has been quite a problem. But what mm-hmm. the report's basically saying is, like, the state is making it happen, and you just need to kind of look at the BBC and go, yep Yep. that fits what's very funny about it because i've said this was funny and so far none of this is particularly funny what's very funny is that labor have a presence right in the room trying to uh you know essentially shepherd and steer this um and the paragraph on gender critical ideology that was specifically called out by the motion labor tried to get it just outright deleted from the report
0: Amazing. Labour. Tra-
1: yeah, Labour basically tried to say, uh, oh, listen, like uh, being gender critical is perfectly valid and <laughs> and I value you <laughs> and you are you are valid. Yeah. And uh, the basically the council of Europe said, "No, fuck off. You're a bunch of turfs." <laughs> and just passed the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, get fucked Labour. <laughs> no notes. Who who knew who knew the Labour Party were ineffectual? <laughs> I mean, it's good to know we're as ineffectual abroad uh, as we are today. So the actual um, the actual paragraph, I want to just read this for posterity. The Assembly condemns the highly prejudicial, anti-gender, gender-critical, and anti-trans narratives which reduce the fight for the equality of LGBTI people to what these movements deliberately mischaracterise as gender ideology or LGBTI ideology. Such narratives deny the very existence of LGBTI people, dehumanize them, and often falsely portray their rights as being in conflict with women's and children's values, excuse me, women's and children's rights, or uh, societal and family values in general. All of these are deeply damaging to LGBTI people, while also harming women's and children's rights and social cohesion. Labour wanted that paragraph gone. That was it, I just want to take out that paragraph. That's that's incredible. incredible. I,
2: I don't know about you, but I feel like staying and fighting.
4: <laughs>
5: I mean, I, I I definitely feel like fighting them.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I was forced to stay, there, I would be fighting. Yeah.
5: Um, <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna make me if they're gonna make me pay them two pounds a month for the privilege to get into the meetings where I can windmill people, then I guess that's that's just what'll have to
3: happen. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope this motion causes Rosie Duffield to blow a fucking gasket.
1: The, the entirety of the motion was in the draft resolution, delete paragraph five, which is the paragraph I just read out. <laughs> Amazing. That is so good. And what, what I love about this is that the rest the, the, you know representatives from Europe just all looked at them and went, no. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's like, I don't know like, what are Labour going to do when they're told no. Apparently, just shut the fuck up and stew in What are going to do when they're told
5: no? They're going to they're gonna, like fucking, do you know what I mean, cry and piss their pants. That's what Labour are going to do. It's the Keith method.
3: Yeah, we, I was going to say, we know exactly what Labour would do when they're in control of the reports that they like, yeah. don't like. It's that they sweep them under the rug for as long as humanly possible and then uh, they actually just exonerate all the absolute cunts anyway. And because they haven't had control over this specific report, I imagine they're very, very fucking annoyed. Everyone on that council,
5: I would, I would advise not to ride a cycle through uh, London anytime soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should also say they did. They did have other motions they attempted to do to the 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 overall thing as well, um, including one about separating support services by sex. Right, and yeah, they were just shot down amid fierce criticism from fellow parliamentarians and activists. Just everyone told them to get fucked with their turf bullshit. So, oh well, we'll just have to start. We'll have to start our own
5: European Union
1: with like Poland and fucking Hungary or whatever. <laughs> <I> don't. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the official list was, <laughs> sorry, Hungary, Poland, the Russian Federation, and Turkey, <laughs> so, and the United Kingdom. So, I mean, yeah, you could, you could start a European Union with the Russian Federation if you want. Yeah. We can finally bring back the Warsaw Pact. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but the Warsaw Pact for defence
3: against the trans, apparently. The T in NATO stands for trans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh okay okay um that's fine let's move on from that and then let's revisit a favorite topic um the energy markets yay
3: um, yay this is one of uh, rob's favorites um particularly uh, this is with regards to the energy company ovo which what's this uh, recent yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the energy company Ovo, uh, which. Uh... Is, is the... that still in business or is that also. The energy out? company Owo is uh, <laughs> in the process of making a quarter of its workforce redundant, which is about 1700 people. Um, I'm picturing a lot of those... them. Every
5: time you say Ovo, I'm picturing fucking what's his name from uh, the original Star Trek? You know, the fucking <laughs> the, the nuclear vessels guy. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I just keep thinking in my head, unbidden, um, you know, just Oval wants to install a smart bulge detector in your home to save us. you money. Oh. All I hear
2: is ooh energy, and it's just like cat girls everywhere. <laughs>
3: oh. Yeah, they're trying to make a quarter of their workforce redundant and, uh, a lot of these workers are represented by Unite. General Secretary of Unite, Sharon Graham, has obviously gone, oh, whoa, what's this? And as a result, has asked has our CEO, Fitz, uh, Stephen Fitzpatrick, what the fuck they've sent uh, a total of £41 million pounds to. Um, £20 million pounds of uh, Ovo's funds were loaned to other companies owned by... Uh, the CEO, Stephen Fitzpatrick, and a further £21 million, uh, <laughs> went to the holding company, wholly owned by Fitzpatrick himself, Imagination Industries, <laughs> uh, for...
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, for
0: brand royalty fees.
3: Not made up incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, some, so I, look, I looked up Imagination Industries, and some of the fucking... Um, like... F- like fields that this company is involved in. Uh, Are they investing in Nicolas Cage movies? (laughs) Uh, That would probably be a better investment than a lot of the shit they're trying to get involved with. Are they heavily investing in Bitcoin Island? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Imagination Industries is uh, solely owned by Fitzpatrick himself, um, and among its subsidiaries are loads of smaller energy companies, energy suppliers and businesses such as car charging... For some reason, another subsidiary develops electrically powered vertical takeoff aircraft. Yes! What? For some yes! fucking reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing <laughs> the local council offices where they've got a single strip of, like, charging lanes, right? And it's just like, you know, uh, Tesla, you know, that Ford, it's electric, and then
3: just a fucking VTOL sitting across yeah. two of yeah. The See, lanes. Yeah, Stephen... Stephen Fitzpatrick is such a fucking visionary. He decided to he looked at a fucking osprey and thought, what if we stuck a load of batteries in one of these?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be cool if
0: the flames were blue when it crashed? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, so um yeah, so it's uh, it's very funny that uh if these like so yeah, so uh Sharon Graham's asked well, sort of demanded that uh, OVO opens up its books to see what the fuck's going on with all of this uh, all this money, uh, which would be very funny because we'll have to learn what brand royalty fees are actually for. Oh, I can tell you right now what brand royalty fees are for. They're just a
2: fucking tax dodge. That's literally what they're <laughs> for. Like that's literally this is this is like a really old trick. Like if you don't know what it is, it's essentially you hive off. Uh, uh, you say uh, Uwoo Energy is 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 a brand, and you have a logo and some font and shit made up, and then you park that com- like the ass- those particular assets in like a little holding company in Luxembourg or the Cayman Islands or whatever, and then like you charge the actual company that does the actual stuff, you charge them a brick ton of money for licensing the logo, and that's a brand lo- royalty fee and that's it like it's just meant to
3: siphon money out of the business yeah so uh all, all good shit and uh Sharon Graham absolutely 100% right to like <laughs> be be like rattling this particular saber. um like so, not not only are they doing mm, funny things, maybe with their with the money. You know, the, these workers should probably have gotten a look in on, rather than just being all made redundant or whatever. But i also like to do other dumb shit like other ed- energy companies are are doing, which I, I can't remember which company it was specifically, but there was one that decided to send out uh, like woolly socks to some of its customers. Oh, Christ, uh, yeah. To- yeah. So, uh, OO Energy decided to send uh, a helpful, like, advisory email to some of its customers uh, on how to cope with high heating bills and, like, it being very cold by, uh, and I quote, having a cuddle with your pets, eating (laughs) hearty bowls of porridge, and doing a few star jumps.
2: Uh, (laughs) Ian Austin mails back, I'm doing
3: all that right now. (laughs) at the same time <laughs> So um um FitzPatrick's response to uh Sharon Graham asking to see what's going on with all this money was to do an annoying Instagram post, uh, which started off with uh, taken from the um, Independent article: uh, "The UK is a great place to do business." Okay, (laughs) that's an interesting start to your response to what's going on with all this fucking money.
2: This is very like uh, uh, you know those shitty town ads you used to get. You know Milton Keynes. It's great concrete. Skeg is fucking
3: shite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would have respected that.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, he goes on. Uh, I am proud of the companies that Imagination Industries has founded and invested in, creating high-skilled oh, yeah. jobs in the UK as well as attracting hundreds of millions of pounds of investment from overseas. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, indeed, but he also, I have but, created several high paying, high paying, high school jobs at the consultant I employ to de- to develop Imagination Industries for me, which is not a
3: tax shelter. Yeah, fuck off, Dr. Parnassus. But look, Rob, he, he goes on more to say Imagination Industries pays full UK taxes on its license fee income. What? So that's you that's paid to you. Oh, okay. And well, uh, then. He, he goes on more. And his, uh, Imagination Industries has, al- has already reinvested these funds into founding several new businesses, Yay. including the aforementioned uh, VTOL battery-powered aircraft, <laughs> uh, an electric aircraft company by- based in Bristol, and all investments are made in UK companies, most in the zero-carbon sector, a famously effective industry. A thing oh. that
2: is definitely real and not yeah, full of scams. You don't produce any carbon
5: by just hiding a bunch of money in a big box under your
3: bed. <laughs> I wonder what the uh, net carbon impact is of Fabergé eggs Well You could trap carbon
5: dioxide inside the egg That's true <laughs> uh, possibly, Can't argue
0: with that Possibly more efficient than the um, other attempt at doing it So uh, I have a story here about a carbon capture facility uh, The Quest carbon-captured and storage facility um, based in... Is this
3: like that Limmy bit?
0: It's the plant where Johnny Quest gets
3: his money from. 19th, oh, 90s Defeat Kids will remember that. If, if Johnny Quest was uh, relaunched in 2022, uh, this is the company that his dad would own that would allow them to go on their fantastical <laughs> adventures. Yes.
0: <laughs> so the... The, the the Quest Carbon Capture and Storage Facility, which is in Alberta, which as we all know is the uh, Canadian version of Texas, uh, has been found to have a carbon footprint. Fantastic.
3: <laughs> yep. But David, how can you ne- measure a negative area?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the um, the Carbon Capture and Storage Facility is attached to a hydrogen. All works that have been carried out in that have released 7.5 million tonnes of greenhouse gases between 2015 and 2019, including methane, which is 80 times worse than carbon when it comes to warming effects.
3: So the fun, the fun thing about generating hydrogen is that you can do it in two ways. You can either do it by electrolyzing uh, water, which releases oxygen and hydrogen, but that's mm-hmm. very like energy intensive, so mm-hmm. it's quite expensive. So typically, the, the way you would industrially produce large quantities of hydrogen, like if you wanted to, say, fuel um, an entire society's vehicles with it, would be you would have to get it from a more plentiful source, which is fossil fuels, because yes. the way you get hydrogen out of fossil fuels is you take a huge heaping, like, chunk of your, like, hydrocarbons, heat it up really, really hot, and then it separates and denatures into hydrogen and waste products, which include methane.
0: Yeah. So the um, 7.5 million tons, right, um, were released. Uh, it captured five tons of CO2. <laughs> So, so who's to say, etc. Like, um, I think that's uh, five
3: million tons, David. Like, Sorry, five million
0: I, tons. I have that. literally um,
2: yet to find like a carbon capture uh, and storage project that is not fundamentally either broken or a scam from the get go. Like, it's just right. So
1: can the, uh, can the Scottish Green Party member weigh in on this one? Sure, why not? I, I'm going to assume so. The reason is Rob is because there it is it, a fundamentally a technology that can't work right yeah it is the long and short of it like we we have carbon capture you know how like fucking elon musk put up this whole thing of oh, I'm offering a reward for anyone who can you yeah, know viable yeah. carbon yeah like it's like it's like that it's, it's fucking trees payers elon you know um <laughs> you can't essentially the idea of carbon capture is fundamentally flawed because you have to put in almost all circumstances you have to put energy in to do it and so either you set up a vast solar array or something similar, um, in order to try and capture carbon, right, At or...
0: you might as well have just built a large solar array. Yeah,
1: it's I mean, a, it's
3: a, the, the TLDR is that like, it's a political problem where you're trying to apply a technical solution. Exactly, yeah, right.
1: But that's the thing, it's like, you might as well, you know, either you build a vast solar array to power the plant to take carbon out of the air, in which case, why not just replace some of your existing carbon infrastructure with said vast solar array, or you're powering the whole thing using this same thing that's creating the carbon you're wanting to take out the air. It's garbage, and it just doesn't work. Plus, as we uh,
2: briefly discussed when we did the podcast about uh, agriculture with uh, Eleanor like, um they're, they're doing the same thing in agriculture at the moment where it's like, well, what if the farmers don't plow the field? Then like, it'll magically absorb all the carbon and the farmers can get paid for that. And it's just scam central. Like, I don't know yeah. it can work, but everybody thinks it can because it's like a, a stealth subsidy to farmers. And it allows politicians to say we've done something good for farming and for the planet. Neither of which are really true, I suppose. So but hey you know why not
1: the only thing that really works is essentially planting forests right and even then it's not perfect because they can absorb a certain amount literally the amount of carbon it takes to grow the trees after which they start having turnover and it's steady state essentially so yeah like if you if you reforested and rewilded an intense portion of the earth it would make a difference. But I mean, would... the
3: rewilding part is very, very crucial to that, because a lot of people seem to forget that just planting huge fucking fields of trees does not no. uh, an ecosystem make.
1: Yeah, and I think we did a previous episode talking about rewilding that we did, listeners yeah. should go and dig out, um, which talks all about this. But in the absence of a project like that, no, there's just no amount
0: of technical fuckery is going to solve this. Uh the equivalence here of that uh, that amount of carbon dioxide that they were able to or, or that they didn't manage to fucking capture. Um one point two million cars a year. Mm. Jesus, Jesus all those Christ. four years. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat>
3: mission accomplished. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean you know but but everybody got rich and everybody got to feel good and probably some people got to go to like a big conference and say look at this good thing we're doing you know like all the all the ends were met except you know the one where we don't burn the planet alive but hey ho you know what do we care
5: yeah Yeah. on the on the plus on the plus side though like you know what i mean like humanity's gonna go extinct and then like the trees can just fucking grow back
0: yeah, well I can't fucking wait. Um so the <laughs> Tree uh, Thrax the Reaper will finally reign supreme. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Alistair said, uh, it's natural gas that they're taking this from. Uh, this is this is what the, the large kind of brunt of the problem is that it's just a fucked up way to get hydrogen. Uh the reasons for this though that is hydrogen's got a kinda of good name as a green fuel source because the emissions are literally just fucking water. Like that's the only emission that you get out of it when you actually use it as a fuel source which is great, that must be clean and fine. So it must have came from somewhere clean as well, if that's all you get from it. Um, But obviously it's not, because it releases a shit ton of stuff. Um, That just kind of leaves us at the point where the fossil fuel industry is being accused of greenwashing, so what? Um, Well, (laughs) this is kind of problematic in particular with the the length of the greenwashing and the power of it, and the amount of money that it's able to pull out of governments. So Mm -hmm. the original project for this one, um, and like there's other ones that are gonna be built. Um one's in progress, another one in Canada, and there's one in Norway as well. Oh and great. the yeah, Oh wait, the N- Norway project... they
2: were the people who, who had the, the uh the uh shipping uh the shipping cargo full of carbon neutral oil as long
0: as you don't count the emissions from burning stuff. That Norway <laughs> ah. <clears throat> Very fucking normal. Um well that Norway and Canada are building more of these. The original project cost a billion US dollars of which $654 million was funded by both the Albertan and Canadian governments.
3: Oh, this is great. We So uh, the so American and Canadian members of the public collectively spent $654 million to put 2.5 million tonnes of CO2 into the atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> to buy an extra
2: 1.2, billion, 1.2 million cars and just have them do loops through a boreal
0: forest. Yeah, fucking fantastic. Yeah. And um, just for the final cherry on this, um, Shell owns it. Shell is valued at 164 <laughs> billion euros. So, yeah, take it from that what well, you fucking They're will. very poor and sad, Shell, are?
2: Oh. I mean, they just recently relocated their uh, corporate headquarters to London to avoid uh, a new set of climate taxes coming in in the Netherlands. So, you know, they need
0: that kind of money. Proof that Brexit is a success. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well so yeah that's all I've got on that um, and I suppose at this point then it's on to Euro.
2: I had this brainwave that I read this piece right before the end of the new year by Jonathan Panter and Jonathan Falcone in uh, War on the Rocks uh, and it's what I wanted to talk about because I found yet another Amazing bit of uh, military kit that I really, really, really want to talk to you guys about. Oh my god. My god. <laughs>
3: nice. I feel like we, feel like we really need a fucking drop of some description for these like mystery <laughs> box episodes because there's always something particularly cursed.
2: <laughs> so, essentially, what I want to talk to you about um, is the 15 year running story of the literal combat ship or LCS.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to a figurative one, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, this is literal as in the opposite of coastal, which you would think is on land but actually just means the seaside of it.
2: Yeah, as, uh, yeah exactly. Uh, so these are sort of near-shore near uh, uh, combat ships. There's two, vari- there's two varieties of it because they couldn't decide which... dinghy with the- a
3: railgun on it, nice.
2: <laughs> no, they are also sadly very, very underarmed. A deficiency that they didn't pick up until essentially last year. Um, <laughs> well, I've just
3: solved their problem for them. what are they complaining about uh
2: so there's two flavors of this thing essentially they both do the exact same thing but the uh american congress in all its wisdom decided to have half built by lockheed martin uh called the freedom range um (laughs) (laughs) lockheed martin is also the company that made the f-35 which featured in a previous military hardware episode we did
3: does does anyone else remember when uh Parts of the U.S. military renamed French fries to Freedom Fries because that's what I'm getting vibes that was, of.
5: That was mm. like all of America. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, oh, was it all yeah, of America? Yeah, that was just that was <laughs> absolutely like society-wide collective fucking like madness. <laughs> because the, the French, the French said maybe we shouldn't like fucking like you know what I mean, bomb the entire Middle East until like the fucking deserts are glass, and the Americans like just decided this would not stand and they couldn't they could no longer like eat a food named for such a cowardly fucking and backwards nation. <laughs> it's it's hard sometimes it's hard sometimes to imagine that the world is only getting more normal like since then, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <it's>, yeah.
3: <laughs> but if it had remained as normal as it used to be, then we wouldn't have been able to start this podcast, so who can say if it's bad or not? <laughs> Are you saying
1: that the uh, you know, the outcomes are bad, but the causes are very, very good. No, wait, (laughs) the opposite of that?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you just said, yes, I'm saying the opposite.
5: (laughs) No, I think think it's great. I think, like, the the causes and the fucking, like, effects are are great. You know what I mean? Love to live in the normal timeline.
2: So half the ships are are of the uh, independence class, um, sorry, the the, the freedom class, and the other half is the independent class, which is a trimaran, which is a ship that has three... it's, co- it's pronounced
3: Trireme. Uh,
2: <laughs> and that one uh, was first designed and uh, constructed by our other friends from the Ajax episode, General Dynamics. Um, <laughs> yes. By the way, they were later replaced for Incompetence by an Australian shipbuilder called Austral.
3: How uh, dare! How dare <laughs> they do such a thing to my golden boy?
2: <laughs> Uh uh Austal, by the way, is an Australian shipbuilding company uh which normally builds ferries. Uh this is the first time that they ever built a uh, navy warship, but the reason well, they mean, got the con- just... How hard
5: can it be? Yeah, a warship. <laughs> just, just get a ferry and just put a bunch of guys with guns on it. Do I have to
2: think of everything? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Somali pirate method. <laughs> Uh, yeah, essentially, the reason that they got the contract is that um, they designed like the, the the hull and the base components that were later used uh, by General Dynamics. So the American military uh, just thought, well, if they built the hull, surely they can do, build the rest. Uh, which didn't quite work <laughs> out the way you they hoped it, it would.
5: Was it literally a ferry hull? Do you know what I mean? And we like the the army, like yes. that's cool. We can drive. We can yeah. drive tanks off of that.
2: It was literally a. It was literally the hull of a of a uh, trimaran uh, ferry. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so that's like the, part one. Is of course the the military construction ship. The other part, which makes it even stupider, is this is uh, uh, also a story of a process called minimal manning, uh, where the idea was we could reduce running costs significantly if we just took the sailors out of the whole thing. Um, and we just (laughs) make sense and replace them with more technology and that of course is something that can never go wrong because essentially what you're being sold is tech wizards Uh, they will solve it so it was uh, designed as the first nearly unmanned US Navy vessel it, it was to have a crew of <laughs> 40 it
3: doesn't quite have the same ring as unmanned does it nearly unmanned which means that there's still a fucking guy in there <laughs> yeah. um, except like for a
2: force equal fig- frigate a, a different type of boat but roughly the same thing they would normally have a, a crew of 176 this one has 40 they have a, therefore have quite
0: a lot of jobs to do it's actually it's supposed to scare your enemies um, because that's actually called a skeleton crew
4: <laughs> I
5: love to look at like the lifeboats launched from the Titanic and go, ah, yes, I see we're making great strides in nearly unmanned vehicles.
2: So, according to the uh, original design documents, um, let me quote the Do
3: not LCS. Steal. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: the <laughs> the L- it's quite a different vibe when it's got top secret written on the front of it. To be fair. <laughs> All
1: I can think since you started this, Rob, is that technically a 40k dreadnought is nearly unmanned as well. So, you know, it's innovating in the the right direction, surely. (laughs) Right
2: the LCS is envisioned to be a networked, agile, stealthy surface
1: combatant, cap- <laughs> capable
2: of Oh, they're def- def- going to
3: do agile on it, are they? <laughs> the Stand up <laughs> meetings every morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, just can't wait to see me all get in his little circle when a scrum master. Fantastic. <laughs> uh,
2: capable of defeating anti-access and an asymmetric threat in the literals. So that's the design philosophy right there. And this is all part of a broader strategy brought in under Donald Rumsfeld to quote-unquote unman the front lines.
5: <laughs> is it oh well that, that makes sense then doesn't it if it's Rumsfeld that it's manned yeah, unmanned. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are unmanned men and there are manned unmen. <laughs> but the difficulty is there are also manned men and unmanned unmen. <laughs> right. So the initial idea is is much like
2: the Ajax. This thing is developed in the '90s as another post Cold War plan, thinking like, now what do we do? And some of our current equipment is aging. Oh, this is a-
3: <laughs> just further further proof that the worst thing to ever happen to the US was for the USSR to fall. And <laughs> stick it on the board, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: So yeah, this time, uh, of course, as I said, it's Donald Rumsfeld who comes along and what he wants is um, cheaper, faster to build ships with less people but more technology so there'll be more boats that cost less and have much more involvement of the private sector, which is what happened afterwards. Um, The idea being specifically that if you take the sailors out of the ships, you will save a lot of money. Why? Because if you have less crew, you need to spend less time replenishing in port and there will be less wear and tear on the ship because there's less soldiers to wear and tear it. It also means that there's more room for weapon systems
3: um, and the idea would be (laughs) get telling every single soldier to get off the boat because they've been replaced by another gun battery and torpedo.
2: Well, what technically (laughs) happened is that like, out of the four guys uh, three of them were let go and then the fourth uh, guy was said, well, now you have to do all their jobs at the same time. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Sounds (laughs) about right. This is according to an article in the Atlantic published in 2019. Uh, they would be hybrid sailors with the ability to acquire skills rapidly. <laughs> hybrid sailors, <laughs> the ability to transform into an airplane at will. You're gonna merge them with crab
3: DNA. <laughs> uh, they will come back with a fucking shield for an arm, yeah. shotgun in the other one. No. And stop me if this starting to sound
2: familiar. The concept would be that these um, they would essentially what be. But you mean platform- stop you? It's already starting to sound familiar. So the the, the the hulls were essentially designed as same platforms onto which you could bolt different platforms, so the same yes. vessel could do different missions. Oh. <laughs> so they, t- they tried
3: sticking in an Ajax on there and seeing what, what comes out the other end?
2: <laughs> he
0: said that He said the Ajax.
2: Right. So according to the wikipedia uh, uh, with these different modules bolted on top it was supposed to be able to do anti-submarine anti-mine anti-surface warfare intelligence gathering surveillance <laughs> reconnaissance <laughs> homeland defense maritime interception special operations and logistics that, sound, that genuinely sounds like
5: when, when like there's an advert for for some like fucking drug and they have to reel off all the side effects in the small print again
1: <laughs> <at the end. laughs> You've got a budding other career if this doesn't work out, Rob. Um, but I, I will, I will add. All of this shit basically boils down to someone saw the Pentagon Wars and thought, "Yeah, this sounds like a good gig. Like, great idea."
5: <laughs> does uh, Does this thing vibrate as much as the fucking uh, the Ajax does? It, it, it,
2: Sadly, it does not do that. It does do a host oh, of other funny
1: things, which, sure which we'll we get all, to.
5: We all, for science, would like to see what would happen if we stirred the oceans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, hang on a minute. The oceans are technically warming up, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Do you think it's maybe being caused by, like, you know, the new mobile microwave platforms that we've really deployed (laughs) to?
0: I'm really looking forward to this fucking rerun of the Philadelphia experiment. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, I was
5: just thinking, like, you know what I mean? It's 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 also a stealth ship because it like creates steam as it goes.
3: <laughs> it's just gonna
0: vibrate itself out of this fucking phase of reality, so that it just cannot be seen. Oh,
3: but I wish it'd taken me with it.
2: <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> I mean, sadly, about 10 or nearly exactly 10 years after the initial plans were drawn up, the Navy admits that this whole swapping modules business would take weeks upon weeks to accomplish per ship uh, and that they would drop this whole business and would just stick with one build per ship as originally foreseen, you know, and which a lot of people said at the time would probably be a better idea, but Donald Rumsfeld thought it was uh, better. So let me take you through... A- so, how long? How, I was
3: going to say, how long did it take them to get to this point of going, actually, this is a load of horse shit?
2: They started somewhere in the early 90s and they're still building them today, so you know... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so in 2003, there's the initial outlay uh, by the Navy. Uh, Congress approves 15 billion dollar for design uh, phase, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and much like James, the Pentagon was. Uh, it suffers from massive mission creep, where more and more things are bolted onto the same platform that has to do everything because everybody thinks it can. Uh, so it it's the the idea is that. This one type of vessel can now do different missions that were previously done by six different types of ships. But don't worry, it's fine, because they're multi-bolted and you can just take the parts on and off. And there's less sailors, so nobody's really going to be worried about the, the whole thing. Um, the, next, the next year, they're... Uh, I love the how, I love pro- how
5: all, all military design in the modern age is basically like, oh, what if we could do fucking Iron Man's like, nano suit thing that just turns into different bits? You know what I mean? What if we, what if we try to do that with like technology in the nineties? <laughs> just like a your boat's just a fucking giant Swiss Army knife. You know what I mean? Like some, some guys on deck, like like hauling a rope to pull like a fucking giant
1: corkscrew out. Uh, no, that's that's unbelievable, Jamie. It would be guy on deck singular. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, in two thousand and four, uh, the first production
2: contracts are already awarded, even though uh, no uh, none of the defense companies have been able to make this swappable module business work outside the laboratory. Um, according to Wikipedia, at the time, fast, cheap construction <laughs> these abominations. As soon
3: as they leave the lab, they just die on exposure <laughs> to the atmosphere. <laughs> uh,
2: according to Wikipedia, fast, cheap construction was emphasised. Uh, comma, solving problems with technology. So that was sort of the generalized approach. Um, (laughs) And I should also say that from the jump, the LCS class of ships are classified by the Navy as uh, what is termed survivability one, uh, means that any critical damage to the ship doesn't mean try to repair it or turn the boat around. It means abandon ship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Love, love to build my future vessel
5: with a single hit point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and a glowing weak point. Someone's played an awful lot of like StarCraft and similar games and has realised, you know, glass cannon builds are really the way to go on <laughs> this. <isn't it? laughs> I know what is really good for defending a base, right? It's putting a bunch of low defence units around it,
0: right? It does kind of feel like something that came out of the idea of... Like, that came from... The gamification of that, like you know, that one time that they did a war game and they just like broke mm. all the fucking rules to make sure that they won it. It sounds yeah. like someone's seen that and went, "Oh, one HP ship that did quite well in that game. Let's do that." <laughs> well, un- un-
2: ironically, <laughs> one of the ideas was that these ships would be so much cheaper to build than any other ones that, like, you could produce swarms of them and that would be how, give you better how defense. In God's name oh,
5: yes, are they still falling for that shit. <laughs> That's,
2: <laughs>
0: That's amazing. amazing. When has anything the army on-
5: ever done been cheap?
0: <laughs> no, they're, they're fully going on the Galactic Empire military um, sort of style. Like, I just churn at the TIE fighters. Just hundreds of them. Shields? Nah, I don't need any of that shit. Fuck that. No, no, no. Life support? Don't be daft. don't get suits. Just a
5: couple, of, just a couple of massive wings and a fucking like a horn that goes like Nyeh! as you fly it around. That's all, that's all. you need, really. Anything beyond that's just like willful extravagance.
2: <laughs> I love the i. I love the idea of like the the crews of these things being instructed. Like, you know, you're not issued a module, but if the boat before you falls, pick up its module and keep fighting.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> do the um do the do the crew all get those like cool TIE fighter hi- helmets that make
2: you look like a Lego Mind Flayer? <laughs> Well, they do get a selection of, of different helmets, uh, which we'll get onto in a moment. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> so, in, in 2005, um, so instead of waiting for the first trial ships to actually be finished and see if they work and testing to be conducted, the Navy convinces itself that this minimal manning concept does work. So, they skip the experimentation <laughs> stage and move straight to full ball production again, oh, much yes. like the Ajax. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just dispense with any of this seeing if it works nonsense.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Incredible. And just to get back briefly to this minimal Manning business uh, in in the Atlantic article I talked about earlier, this like that concept means sort of the following the, the what the journalist is on the ship and she's shadowing the the, the crew around for a couple days um in which the, essentially the following happens uh, the the ship cook is also the lookout who also handles the rope work and is also a damage control specialist in case of spoke or fire two other sailors of the same crew share the following jobs between them fire team leader search and rescue swimmer crane operator and helicopter salvage coordinator and depending on the job they're currently doing during the time of day, they also swap outfits and
3: helmets. <laughs> I love to have a job that has a fucking outfit change midway through the day. Literally <laughs> wearing a lot of hats,
0: Staff,
5: <laughs> staffing your fucking military vessels by like with Mister Ben.
3: <laughs> uh, well, all they, all they need now is like a anime magical girl transformation. Uh, <laughs> cutaways so and they're, they're
5: all set <laughs> I, I I would absolutely love to play like you know like I, I really hope that like Sid Meier's Civilization 7 has like this kind of shit going, you know what I mean like you get your military units throughout history it's like alright we've got we've got like a fucking dude with a stick and then we made this stick pointy Because that that worked better, and then we replaced the stick with metal, and so on. It's like, oh, we figured out you could like start, you could sit on a horse and go faster, and just all the way up through all these like improvements in military technology that were like tried and tested, and then you get to the modern era, and it's like we paid 110 billion dollars per tank, and they don't work. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Just like you you've got like a fucking futuristic tank, and instead
2: of a barrel, it's just got like a giant spoonful of soup on it, or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) I mean, it's funny you should say that because uh, by 2010, the cost of the two lead ships, which by the time are the only ones that are ready, uh, again, that is the Freedom built by Lockheed Martin, um, which was originally supposed to cost around 400 million dollars, now costs 637 million dollars, and the Independence built by our friends at General Dynamics. Though now
5: you can't can't put a price on Freedom.
2: And I'll be honest,
3: that was less than I was expecting.
2: <laughs> and the uh, Independence Class, built by General Dynamics, but now by the uh, Australian ferry builders, uh, the Independence Class now costs <laughs> seven hundred. Oh, what million. a fucking
3: downgrade! Honestly, can't get over
5: that. <laughs> Can we get those guys to finish the air, Jack? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um And, and I'll really weirdly... <laughs> just replacing the sculpts with just a series of like clocks on string. <laughs>
5: Um yeah, I'm thinking just like a just uh, they just slapping tr- like tank treads on a P and O ferry and just, <laughs> just rolling <back laughs> that
0: battle. Somehow it vibrates less. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah, also weirdly enough, uh, despite all the contractors promising that the maintenance costs would be much lower, weirdly enough they turn out to be about 50% higher than those of a warship a whole class size up. So a warship twice the size costs about half the price to run as these things, which is unusual, you would say, for military contractors.
3: I was going to say, like, it's fucking... Like, the the, the thing that pretty much every fucking military in the world it seems to have like forgotten recently is that the thing that wins like wars is stuff that works yeah. and <laughs> al- loading it up, loading your like a, like new tank or new warship up with a load of not even tested experimental technology might have rather high running costs i
5: imagine there's like <laughs> one one guy at the pentagon who's saying uh, who's saying like you know oh well you know historically all wars have been won by, like, technology that actually fucking exists, and everyone else is pointing at, like, that time in World War II when they used inflatable tanks to deter the Nazis or whatever.
2: <laughs> uh, well, weirdly enough, that is nearly exact what happens. Uh, this is, in, still in 2010, the Pentagon's Directory of uh, Testing and Evaluation uh, finds that neither design was expected to be survivable in a combat environment. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell oh, right, we'll, just, we'll just use it for the trade shows
5: <laughs> okay. very, very close that. um it just, uh, it,
1: this, just this just has just one major flaw It's otherwise brilliant taking the boats around and doing like stage performances to
5: raise money for war bonds like in captain america <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that neither of the two ship designs could withstand the navy's full ship shock trials which is the thing they do at the end the navy on the island responds to the pentagon and says that the lcs is built to a level one plus survivability standards and that these ships will have to rely on warnings from networks and speed to avoid being hit or if hit to be able to limp to safety oh yes (laughs) Uh, sadly enough i mean tell tell all the
5: Telling all the deck, uh, all the crew on deck to just jump up in the air the second before it explodes so that's the, <laughs> right the end of Die Hard
1: 3. Are you sure? You know how earlier you cracked that joke, Rob, about you'll be issued with a module. Uh, you will not be issued with a module, but the ship in front, when it falls, you will pick up its module and keep going. Are you sure it's not that, except it's just the fucking crew? <laughs> um, so it, it, it two that years actually later, depends
0: so... on which hat the search and rescue guys wearing at the time.
4: <laughs> right,
0: yeah.
5: All the ships have like a slightly different load out like the fucking little trucks that come out of Thunderbird Two, and the one at the back of the convoy has a has a couple of huge fucking like nets on the side to scoop up abandoned sailors. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, wonderfully enough, uh, two years later, it's now 2012, and the Navy itself admits that the LCS won't be much good against uh, mines, and will rather be used for, instead of all the other business, patrols, anti-piracy, port visits, and doing partnership building. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's now the very special boy that's also really a ship. Nice. We
5: spent we spent a hundred and eleven billion dollars on one boat, and we use it for trust
1: exercises. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of a trust fall. Here's a here's a trust capsizing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you have to believe the module will catch you. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Also, the Navy further admits that it will not actually be very good at, like, close inshore combat um, because these ships, because they're single hull, are incredibly bad at defending themselves against uh, anti-ship cruise missiles that are very cheap and able to be launched from the shore.
3: (laughs) Oops. Like it's, it's it's fucking it's it's fucking insane. Like this is like a this is literally like a story from World War Two. Like the Germans build big, expensive, super high tech tank falls apart after ten minutes, and the and the USSR builds a tank like tanks made out of fucking matchboxes and like gunpowder and fire out <laughs> four hundred gajillion of them a day. And guess one which guess which one seems to end up winning. Yeah, well, I mean, I I always thought the. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I
5: know it's. I know it's like a fucking. It's a like a big cliche at this point. Like um, the, the 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 Russians, the Soviet Union was just incredibly practical and like fucking and all this sort of stuff. But you you have to you have to sort of remember the Nazis were fucking insane when it came to like military technology. It's like, <laughs> what if we, what if we made a tank that was also a spider and could see the future and was powered by the ghosts of our fucking Aryan ancestors or some shit? Do you know at what le- I mean? At
1: least for, at least for Nazis had the excuse that we were all on on amphetamines, right? <laughs> like, at least we had that fucking excuse. The Department of Defense does drug testing. they have got no fucking excuse. <laughs>
0: Jamie, wait, what part of your brain do you think the idea of putting treads on a P and O ferry came from?
5: Are you are you trying to are you trying to su- are you trying to suggest David that the Nazi the Nazi war effort was
0: powered by comedy? <laughs> Considering how it ended, yes. Yeah, just one one guy like
5: one guy handing Hitler a pistol in the bunker and going, "Go on, it'll
1: be, it'll it'll do fucking gangbusters, mate." <laughs> Just hit Hitler when he gets started going right I'm going to do a really edgy bit here but you just have to bear with it <laughs> uh, the pis- cock- cocking the pistol to his forehead like this
5: better do fucking numbers <laughs> <laughs> Zanz, is that you? <laughs> have you ever noticed how the inside of Hitler's exploded skull looks like the inside of a cheese grater? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs>
2: right. I'm sorry to drag us out of the Fuhrer bunker, but briefly back on. <laughs>
0: Uh, Just go on, we'll catch up.
1: (laughs) I'm just sorry, I'm just I'm just picturing Hitler like white knuckling the gun going, This is commitment to the bit. Oh dear.
2: So also in 2012, there's yet another Navy report, because we were earlier just talking about uh, swarming. It says that the LCS class of ships won't be much good against anything that is not a small fast boat, not armed with anti-ship missiles, because a small fast boat with an anti-ship missile would probably easily defeat it.
3: So a dinghy without a railgun.
2: it also warns, and, and this will come back later, that specifically the independence class, the Trimerans, are too fat and would struggle in waterways and tight harbours.
5: Oh, fucking hell.
2: Oh. I'm just picturing, like,
5: what, what, the you know the mid-90s when Al-Qaeda just, like, like, sailed a dinghy up to the side of that warship and stuck a fucking bomb to the side? Yeah. And, yeah. Like that, that happens, and word gets to the designers on this, and then the next, the next version of the ship that they put out has a sign on the side that says, Go away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm just picturing just... sorry, I'm picturing yeah. a far more realistic scenario. Which is the dinghy starts coming towards the ship and it's, it's moving at like a, a decent clip, not like super fast. And the guy looks out and goes, oh jeez, oh fuck, and starts fumbling through his hats to find the right one. <laughs> and he's just like, as it's increasingly getting closer, he's like, oh, fuck it, shit, god damn
0: it. Can't believe every <laughs> one of these ships is crewed solely by Tommy Cooper. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, will, I must stress though these are not the only problems there's also severe engineering problems uh, the, tr- the independence class in particular has uh, in 2013 in a report in Wired I mean, magazine I are, fa- are a fairly new technology we can't be expected to get everything right on the f- first few thousand tries mm. Um, so, the, the corrosion problems in the independence class are so bad that the first ship, the independence, which is then barely a year out of docks, has to come back into the docks to have massive chunks of its aluminium hull replaced. Um, and that's essentially because there was a massive <laughs> design flaw uh, where the water was corroding uh, the ship super fast due to electrolysis. And the systems... like oh, that-
1: Yes!
3: They've, like, not earthed something correctly or whatever, and it's just caused them to... How
1: the fuck do you
5: build a boat that isn't immune to water? Like, even, do you know what I mean? Like, even fucking as bad as you expect this shit to be, you'd think, like, day one, you go, right, well, what's this fucking thing for, you know what I mean? And then solve that problem before you move on.
0: I'm going to refer you back to the fucking carriers that we supposedly have. Uh, well, uh,
2: JB, in answer to that question, it's we have existing, well-established systems that prevent uh, this type of rust, fast rust due to electrolysis. However, that system uh, was left off the menu because it was too expensive, and these boats were becoming too expensive, so they just didn't, you know, put the monitors on. Remember, like, remember when you were a kid, and you used to go down
5: the river and, like, fucking, like, chuck crisp packets in or something, and see who's got, like, past a fucking bend first or whatever. That was that was more that like that that showed more shipbuilding fucking like intelligence than these guys. (laughs) None of those crisp packets rusted. Do you know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Um, To be fair, it's not only the machinery that keeps failing. The very limited crew also keeps failing. In two (laughs) thousand six,
3: sailors are rusting. (laughs) <laughs> electrocuting all the fucking sailors
2: in 2016 uh, the navy orders all its uh, LCS ships back home and has to retrain all the crews after all? one of the crews all, all the crews uh, f-
5: I, 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 just, I, thought, I thought maybe you just meant both
2: <laughs> <laughs> now at this point there are 8 ships in existence but 5 of them are already in port because the hulls keep cracking um, so 3 then <laughs> <laughs> that's 50% better than my estimate So yeah, out of those three, one of them, one of the crews, because they didn't have experts on board, uh, forgot to uh, uh, oil one of the main engine parts, causing it to need a $23 million uh, repair job and a very, very slow limping (laughs) journey home back from Singapore to San Francisco. I'm
3: sorry, Rob, are you trying to tell me that one, like... Missed like oil change cost $23 million. Yes, that is what well, I'm saying. <laughs> you, know,
5: you know what mechanics are like. They should have taken that shit to Quick Fit or somewhere trustworthy. You know
2: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this, by the way, is not the only crew fuck up. Another crew seals up the uh, wrong hole in the engine bay and the entire engine floods with seawater the moment they turn the ignition on. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, it is also in 2016. That when, this when, time you that started, the, when you start
5: when you start that sentence with "sealed up," I was expecting some Edgar Allan Poe shit to go off. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: it is also at this time that the uh, General Accounting Office, because much like the Ajax, the only people who will tell you the truth are the accountants, uh, says that the no. Uh, LCS is capable of being on the way for 30 days straight wi- without a critical failure, uh, which is immediately underscored <laughs> by, <laughs> by the third ever existing uh, LCS, the USS Montgomery, having two critical engine failures two days after being launched. Uh, first, its coolant systems fill with water, and then one of its main gas turbine engines breaks down completely, causing it to be completely re-dry-docked after a big ceremony where 3,000 people uh, watched a champagne bottle being smashed <laughs> on the side of the ship. Should have used more expensive champagne. Then?
5: <laughs> so yeah, skipping skipping uh, gaily ahead. Uh, I'm just picturing, like you know what I mean, they make the ship so bad that when you swing the champagne bottle at it, the ship
2: shatters. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so it's out 2018 and the Pentagon uh, Test and Evaluation Office does yet another test on the, on the revised, revised, revised LCS fleet and reveals a series of alarming problems with the vessel's combat systems and a distinct lack, lack of redundancies for vital systems necessary to, to reduce the chance that, quote, a single hit will result in loss of propulsion, combat co- capability, and the ability to control damage and restore system operation. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so it's still completely a one uh a one hit kill said the operational test and valuation office uh neither lcs variant is survivable in high intensity combat uh, this is in part because they still have absolutely no defense against anti-ship missiles which is one of the main things that is the i mean the great problem. The things the things are one shot kill anyway
5: if the the single crewman isn't wearing his anti-sniper hat
2: <laughs> uh so moving swiftly onward to uh last year um where the original four um uh, ships, including the USS Freedom and Independence, which are now affectionately known by its sailors as little crappy ships, uh are fully decommissioned <laughs> and scrapped. I'm sorry, I'm
3: sorry, but there's there's nothing so like poetically just as a ship named like the independence and <laughs> the fucking freedom just singing below the waves after having hundreds of millions of dollars spent on them and failing <laughs> to do any of the jobs that they are intended to do and then just being regarded as a success because it cost the hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, to
2: be fair, in 2016, they had already already been taken out of combat roles and were mainly used as a testing and demonstration platform rather than what they were designed for. So, <laughs> <laughs> testing and demonstrating
3: what? How much they can. <laughs>
2: Fuck up a dog. <laughs> yeah no, don't know so of all the existing ones still out there, I think there's about twenty floating around there or sinking out there somewhere um another navy report last year identified uh, a thirty 32- two Key liability issues across both variants, uh, including a long standing fault where the two engines in the Catamaran variant uh, have combining gears that don't really work well together. And if they don't work well together, they fuck up the transmission completely.
1: Uh, and this issue. <laughs> <laughs> So Is not the whole fucking point of building a transmission to like how do you fuck that up? I don't yeah. know. How do you fuck it up so badly imagine, that you're like, okay. Not
5: being able to do gears in the 21st
1: century. <laughs> <laughs> like Okay, so we've got the we've got the transmission all sorted. One set of the gears, right, are all made from tungsten, and the other half of the gears, right, are just made from cardboard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they're just, just cereals, sh- cereals, that we etched <laughs> notches into. I just like, you know, someone in the meeting's like, oh, hang on, there's a problem there. It's cardboard. What if it gets wet? Oh, that's not going to happen. Don't worry. Missing the fundamental problem. <laughs> just, what the fuck? Like, that is really shocking, genuinely to me. Uh, so, according to the San Diego Union
2: Tribune, this well known issue has caused, quote unquote, crippling breakdowns at sea.
1: <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I just yeah, you, know, you shift it into forward gear and it just like shears the transmission like <laughs> fucking hell. Now I couldn't I find just, the I full I report. I absolutely just- love that. Like the fucking end
5: of like society and the the final death of capitalism is just going to be brought about because we can't do any of the things we've spent like fucking centuries developing because. Like we 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 have to find a way to shave money off so that like do you know what I mean? The guys at the top can die with a slightly higher score than they would have otherwise (laughs) had if they paid properly for the fucking navy to defend themselves. Do you know what I mean?
2: Um, so the, 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 this report, there is a report that has 32 key reliability issues. Unfortunately, I couldn't get my hands on the full one, but according to like the six or seven newspaper articles I read about this, my life is very cool, by the way. Thank you for asking. Um, other <laughs> identified critical issues include the fuel lines, water jets, diesel engines, and water jackets for the engines. But after these th- th- 32 critical issues are dealt with, the Navy promises that the next on the list will be sustainability. <laughs> oh well
5: yeah, no, fair enough then.
2: <laughs> uh, sadly enough uh, the anti-submarine how are they going to
5: make these sustainable are they going to build them out of Lego so that when they get like
2: broken <laughs> they, like, the bits just float back to the coast and they
4: can be reassembled
2: well you can get all those hats back pretty easy, that makes make, make life yeah. much easier <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot cheaper to crew your boat with
5: Lego do you know what I mean like, the, fucking, <laughs> the little guys don't, fucking, don't eat much
2: <laughs> well, I mean, this is actually I wanted to get into, is this whole business of uh, unmanning the front line or having less <laughs> sailors on board the, 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 the ships, which is the the central problem with taking three quarters of the sailors off the ship is that you need a lot more engineering, shitty engineering beforehand. And what you also need is essentially those 135 guys you cut from on board the ship. Essentially, they don't go away. They just move on On shore to oversee all the technology remotely um and you will need i was
5: i I, I did i did think when you first said they were reducing like right back at the start when you said they were reducing the number of crewmen on board the boats i did think it was going to be a job for the sad drone operator from amazon's tom clancy's jack rye sat in a fucking sat in a shipping container somewhere with a joystick and a like and a, a, a shedding a sad tear as he fucking like shells some like
2: You know what I mean? Pedal boats off the coast of fucking Brighton or something. (laughs) Well, one of the things that that does end up happening, uh, uh, I think this is in like 2010 or 2012 or something, is when they're doing the first iteration of this thing. There's a like wildly catastrophic engine failure, and 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 then uh, it, during I think a congressional hearing, they ask like why wasn't why wasn't this seen at the time? Because this was a very visible mechanical failure, and the answer was well that was the whole point. The engine room is unmanned because that keeps costs down. <laughs>
3: It Check keeps out. costs down right up until the point you have to build another entire boat. What they need to do is enhance the experience for the people in the fucking
5: like control room that are just sitting looking at monitors <laughs> and have like, a smoke machine and some guy like banging two bits of pipe together whenever there's an engine problem or whatever.
2: <laughs> Imagine the Duolingo owl just being like, yeah. "Hey, have you? T- uh, do you have time for a quick engine check today?" <laughs> the Duolingo owl in a fucking like
5: pair of overalls and holding a wrench, going, "Now you're fucked, at me." <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> just make them make the whole control room like some sort of VR game show, you know, like that one fucking Craig Charles used to do with Cyber Swindon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a picture of the Duolingo owl just going lesson one. Which hat should be you be wearing in this circumstance? <laughs> I mean, essentially, what it means
2: is less sailors means that there's nobody around to notice when, like, the toaster starts smoking or, like, to fix the toaster when the ship is out there. Uh, Amazingly, let me quote you again from the article in The Atlantic. Aboard the LCS, the crew lacks the experience to carry out some important tasks and instead has to rely on contractors. A malfunctioning crane on board one ship, for example, meant that the crew had to summon an expert to solve the problem and then had to wait for four days for the (laughs) expert to arrive. Laying out pentagram,
3: putting putting a bunch of military (laughs) contracts around the around
1: the outside. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid we can't get the guy out to fix the crane. My summon's on cooldown. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you need to open. need to open a warlock portal to get the guy on deck, but there's not enough crew to finish, like, fucking clicking on it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, this is, of course, one of the central problems. And that's why these fucking things are such a gift to the contractors, because it's not like you just take 10 years to build a shonky <laughs> ship. You can build it shonky so you can spend the next 40 years sending your guys out to do maintenance because nobody is allowed to, to learn because, and this is another fantastic part that was supposed to make it cheaper, but of course it didn't, is that the the contractors who made these things um, kept all the intellectual properties like manuals, parts and tools, secret even from the government. And then just marked everything up like crazy when they started, to, you know, when they had to be sent out to fix something.
3: <laughs> and the U.S. government every time just goes, "Yes, please, can
2: I have some more?" Yeah, they did pretty much. Uh, so any savings that you may have had by like having the crew not on board are just eaten up by these costs further down the chain. Even though this is also fantastic, this is from the Atlantic again. Over time, like the forty sailors remaining did like learn how to do just bodge jobs and fix stuff, you know while they were at sea, because that's what humans do. You know, it's basic problem solving. Let me quote you again from The Atlantic. Through direct experience operating their equipment while on the way, LCS sailors have developed, quote, tribal knowledge of their systems. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's only, you can only pass it on through like ver- verbally like
3: through song I'm just, I'm just
1: i'm picturing like the formation of sea shanties passing down like <laughs> archaic and esoteric knowledge and you skip a few generations and suddenly the sea for tiller is being manned by the cult of the omnisire yeah, i was gonna say it's the... <laughs> it's a I, well it's you just... know what i mean like Keeping the manuals back's just good
5: business sense. It's like that fucking guy said, you know, you give away the razors and you make your money on the dipshit that has to come out and fix the razor every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> only, only, you know, you don't, you don't actually give away the razor. You charge like fucking half of the fucking GDP for it.
2: <laughs> I just really love the idea of these, these combat ships like slowly developing a cult of the machine god. I just really love the idea of that. <laughs>
0: I mean, at least that way they are going to apply the correct unguents to the oil uh, to the engine <laughs> to stop it from breaking down. So,
3: who's to say? This is like the more, the more I'm thinking about it, this is this is this is the prelude to Warhammer 40K. This is this is how we end up with like uh, the yeah. old pro- tech...
1: <laughs> well, this is like okay, right? Like, serious is moment. because obviously 40K. 40K has been hanging over this episode as like a shadow, and the thing is, 40K was written as a parody of, like, imperial culture in decline, essentially, of, like, basically Britain in decline and all that goes with it. And in a bizarre kind of way, yeah, that the satire is kind of coming true. Like, that's that's just what this is. It, 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 it is a joke, but it's a joke that the original writers of 40K cracked some years ago, and now we're finally getting the punchline.
0: So All jokes yeah, survive until contact with the lathe. <laughs> or contact with water <laughs> or indeed contact
2: with the uh, Panama Canal uh, because during testing in 2016 the USS Montgomery tried to which is one of the bigger fatter bottomed uh, trimaran ones uh, tr- <laughs> right. uh tried to go through the Panamanian uh, Panama Canal but uh They didn't send any experienced staff to guide it through all the locks because the Navy kind of just expected the Panamanian guys who run the canal to know how to guide their new cyborg ship uh, through the channel. (laughs) So they didn't send any instructions to the Panamanians. So those guys just did their best, which inevitably resulted in uh, the USS Montgomery banging into the center of one of the main locks and sustaining a quite
1: large and visible crack in its uh, armor. (laughs) Yeah, checks out. Like this is this is this is just what to expect from now on. What they should have done basically. was got the fucking thing stuck sideways in the canal. That's <laughs> always funny. <laughs> yeah,
3: that would make it but that would make it good actually. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there there are still real questions about whether or not uh the these LCS ships could survive any fight specifically in the Pacific. Uh do well, Not with a the, fucking not with a lock they couldn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, because they might not have either the speed, the range, uh or the electronic warfare capabilities needed to combat, let's say, a researching people's uh, uh navy, the Chinese I people's mean, navy. From the sound of it, a fucking an,
5: an opposing navy is the least of their fucking worries, do you know what I mean? If they can't actually if they can't actually deal with
1: water like or, or like moving around, that seems like a more pressing concern. It does sound like this entire thing could be taken out by a, a particularly like belligerent wave would just kind of <laughs> do it, essentially. Yeah, they just accidentally bump it
5: into
2: a whale and the whale capsizes them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should say also that uh, uh, it's electronic systems, which are, of course, incredibly vital because more and more of this ship is being handled remotely. Uh, they're not very sure whether or not the uh, total ship computing environment um,
1: is
3: actually... <laughs> that's that's available on Steam, I think.
1: <laughs> God, do you know what? This was put together by someone playing My Summer Car,
3: essentially, as Revival. <laughs> <laughs> My summer military contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, the, the, there are severe doubts whether or not the total ship computing environment uh, is actually like proof against hacking and communications interference. And if there were to be communications, I mean, interference, I'm gonna, these, these... I'm
5: gonna take a wild fucking punt and say no, it isn't.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I, this thing, I just, I love it to bits. It's like a floating Ajax. It's so good, but like. Well,
3: I mean, not so much.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'll read you a little bit in, in sort of closing off here uh, from from the original article uh, in War on the Rocks. Uh, the LCS program promised to do more and cost less. It ended up doing less and costing more precisely because its premise did not appreciate the human elephant and element enough. Sail- <laughs> sailors are an organic part of the ship not a cost burden until the equipment can learn on its own and repair itself that will remain the case so like we just never learn these fucking lessons like the that, fucking Ajax that until that until is uh,
5: doing a lot of heavy lifting there do you know what I mean But yeah. mm. <laughs> well, I mean AI is almost I here you until, know, I can't wait oh, yeah 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 <laughs> fucking almost imminent, isn't it? That's what it stands for. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait until they uh, they decide to give this to fucking Tesla to make an AI for or some shit, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Listen, you say that's bad, but at the very last moment before the nukes are attempted to launch, it's going to ask someone to do a capture that's impossible, and that will save the <laughs> human race. <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's just like we never learn any of these fucking lessons. It's just the same overpaid idiots blinded by yeah, the yeah. light of big tech. You
4: know.
5: I'm, uh,
2: I'm excited. For, I'm excited for what the what the possibilities
5: for the future are with these things, though, because I think there's been a, like a shocking decline in the number of conspiracy theories about like shit like the Bermuda Triangle lately. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, like we haven't had a good like one of them yet. One, one, one. Like once upon a time, it was just people like conspiracy theorists never fucking shut up about like, oh, this boat went missing. Oh, where could it be? How could it have vanished? And it's like the ocean's massive, man. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's maybe that's got something to do with it. But like now, it's just it's all like fucking. Oh, what what if like Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring under a pizza shop? And like fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? can can like a plane crashing into a building make a collapse seems far fetched to me <laughs> I missed the I missed the days when it was just like, oh no, that yeah, yeah, a boat a boat went missing in the fucking like Pacific Ocean must be aliens, mate. Do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, the more innocent times when we were all preoccupied with that Malaysian airliner that went somewhere down in the midst of the Indian Ocean and of course was never found and everybody just yeah. went hysteric for five days. Yeah, that was good times. Yeah, how,
5: how could how could that happen, man? I've looked at the Indian Ocean on, on a map and you can cover
1: it with like one hand, so It's impossible (laughs) to use a fucking airliner in there. What I want to know truly, Jamie, is why they don't just build the entire airplane out of the black box material. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's the uh, literal uh, combat ship.
3: (laughs) Another great... No, I think it's pretty figurative after all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is actually just one big thought experiment. <laughs> they actually
2: did try to build uh, like a sort of battleship. I thought, class. I, thought you were, I thought you were about to say they did actually try to think of an experiment. <laughs> no, they, they they tried to build like a a on battleship, the the class name of which escapes me, which was also to be completely robotic and remote. And they built three hulls at the cost of some billion dollars, but they never got that fucking thing off the ground. Whereas twenty of these things are still somewhere out there lurking. <laughs>
3: See the thing is if they ever if they ever did invent like an artificial intelligence that was smart enough to like essentially recognize itself and achieve sentience and repair itself it, the first thing it would do upon achieving that sentience would be to cast itself into the darkest depths of the ocean because it is not a creature of this world. <laughs>
1: do you think the inspiration for this is someone just heard the, the thought experiment of like the ship of Thesis, right? <laughs> And just went, oh yeah, modularity sounds good, and like, that's basically it. I mean, it wouldn't fucking surprise me. They've got to be. They've got to be
5: on some shit to fail to make a fucking boat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, do you reckon they are gonna? Do you reckon they are gonna rename the ship of thesis after this? <laughs> I mean, it, it's one. Th- it'd be one thing to build a fucking new warship and then go. Ah, it turns out like the newfangled fucking like hypersonic like fucking mega gun we put on it doesn't work because someone just like made that up. It's actually a Gundam part that they fucking like <laughs> they found online, and you know what I mean. But uh, but otherwise, it's a good boat. It just it just cannot like fucking shoot down like Tie fighters. You know what I mean, or whatever <laughs> it was you're supposed to do. But to to spend all this money and then go like. Okay, how's the how's the newfangled tech on the boat? And it's like, fucking hell, mate, we haven't even gotten that far yet. I think the thing still <laughs> the thing still rusts if you put it in water. <laughs> like fucking, do you know what I mean? Like countless billions spent on like in, in military procurement, and in, in, instead of a
1: fucking warship, you get a gremlin. To be fair, Jamie, they did. I imagine when they were designing this, they did account for the water part. It's just no one told them the ocean was salty. (laughs) (laughs) Just purely testing it in a bathtub and
0: then going like, yeah, let's scale this up. That works. That's what happens when your design philosophy starts with, we'll do some Lego and we'll just keep it that way as we go on.
2: Yeah, <laughs> when uh, when when they were asking about the uh, mind sweeping variant of the the LCS, um, the Navy did admit that the program software and tools they wanted to use had actually not been invented or
1: designed yet, so they didn't know if it was going to be ready <laughs> by 2023. It's just like I love this shit. I absolutely love this shit because it crops up all over the place where you get some fucking starry eyed tech bro, except this is the military edition of them, who basically goes right step one you know, design ship, step two, implement using question mark, question mark, question mark, step three, massive military contract, step four, profit, right? And they they always fucking, they're just like, oh, we'll handle that later to do the fundamentals of how this thing functions. Like, you know, I'm sure the I'm sure the engineer boffins are just kind of pulling my leg when they say this is physically not possible in the physics of our universe. I'm sure by you know ten years' time we'll have figured out a way around entropy. Yeah, you know? just fuck's sake! If we if
5: we, we throw, mean, throw enough literally... money at the problem, if we throw enough money at the problem, we can achieve an internet time zone. That's <laughs> the uh,
2: that's the thinking at work here. Yeah, well, I mean, James, that was in the original design philosophy on the Rumsfeld, which is problems to be solved by technology. Like, it's essentially just saying, oh, "I'm sure, a wizard will be along any day now,
1: and that'll just take care of it. It's like, it's the polar opposite of what used to kind of exist, which is you throw a bunch of money at more or less undirected research, and they'll come up with a solution that you then later realize you've got tons of problems that it solves. Instead, it's like, let's just come up with tons of problems. And then wait for the wizard. That's it. There's nothing else to it. This it's ship is a, a problem. Like you know what I mean? When you when you do it the old way, where you just give people money to
5: fuck around and find out, and then like later <laughs> on you, you work out what what the what the stuff they found out about is actually useful for. That that produces results, but it doesn't necessarily produce profits. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if you sit down and you go, Ah, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a boat that could also fly to the moon and like fucking <laughs> defeat defeat Chinese fucking astronauts? Or some shit. <laughs> and like the Americans go, Yeah, that would be really fucking cool and they give you like they give you like endless trucks full of money just driving up to your house day and night and tipping it on your lawn. And meanwhile <laughs> you're sat there going like Uh can we can we do this? Has anyone figured out how to fucking fly to the moon yet? Do
1: you know what I mean? It's just... The fucking annoying thing about this is, Jamie, right? Talk about flying to the moon. This actually is incredibly profitable because what they do is they design, they develop all of their solutions, right? Using public finance, right? Like, you know, the fucking literal moon mission. Develop all this really cool technology for problems that we've not really identified yet. It's like, oh, we've made this thing called a Mesa. What does it do? Don't know yet, really. We're still working on that part. And then you know, cut forward to oh shit! It's pretty much used in almost everything, and um, like, and then we just like give it to the private sector to sell back to us, having us paid for it essentially. Yeah. That does actually make profit, okay, but, just not enough apparently. But that takes that takes more than like fucking like twenty
5: minutes. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you just ring the fucking army, you ring the Pentagon, and you go. Yeah, do you want like a fucking? Do you want me to build you like a mecha Godzilla that can like kill fucking immigrants and they go do me, and they just like fire fucking like money out of a cannon at your house? Do you know what I mean? Without without doing any kind of fucking background check or rudimentary thinking at all, that makes money immediately. Whereas if you have to wait for NASA to get back from the fucking
2: moon first, Jesus, do you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah anyway um i think that about does it for the uh literal combat ship and i think that will also wrap us for this
0: episode does it uh yes it certainly yeah. does it certainly does okay um great okay well uh if you would like more of this uh you can get premium episodes from us at patreon.com if you would like to follow uh, the Twitter, it's at PraxisCast on Twitter. And if you would like to check out some streams, um, some Mondays, and more than likely Thursdays, and that is at twitch.tv fall slash PraxisCast at half seven on those days. And t-shirts can be bought from teespring.com slash stores fall slash PraxisCast. We are still working on the stickers thing. We have not forgot, we just haven't done anything.
3: Unless you want to pay ten quid for a sticker <laughs> yes. yeah that's
0: the, that's that's
2: also an unofficial podcast motto. we haven't forgotten we ha- just haven't done anything <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it's, but you it's not that we're ignoring you, right it's just that we haven't got round to helping you it, <laughs> yes. it's, it's just that it's just that they left me in charge. that's what the problem there is do you know what I
5: mean one hundred percent throw my hands up and say. These guys shouldn't have left me in charge. It's their (laughs) fault. (laughs) All
0: right. We'll see you later, folks. Yeah, Yeah. sure.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.